everybody. Pastor Tim Carskatton here, Christian Center Shreveport. So glad you joined us today on our daily podcast. And we continue our emphasis on the war in Israel and how we must respond. One of the reasons we have to stand with Israel is because of the Word of God. And today we're going to lay out prophecies that declare Israel's right to the land. You need these talking points. They will give no sleep to their eyes until God establishes grace. There will be no peace in their nights until the Lord makes Jerusalem a praise. He has sworn it by his strength. Hey everybody, I pray your day, whether it's morning, evening, noon, whatever time you're listening to this, is blessed today. It is the 26th day of October 2023, and we are going to finish up our weekly podcast today because we have our Supernatural Friday podcast tomorrow, sharing miracles of Israel's wars in the past and how God intervenes for them in battle. In mo- I'm talking about modern Israel, not just in Old Testament Israel. And so we'll share a testimony about that and how to pray accordingly for the present war that they are in. I don't know of a more important topic right now, so that's why we're going to continue. I started yesterday uh, listing why we must stand with Israel, and mainly because the prophetic word tells us to in Scripture, as well as modern prophecy that's coming forth and telling us to do this. Again, we stand with covenant Israel, the purpose of God in the land, and why he purposed it. I, there's so many things happening uh, around the world, and uh, we just trying to stay in sync with what the heart of the Father is saying. So let's finish this up today, and then <clears throat> we'll start the Supernatural Friday tomorrow, and then we'll see what God has for us next week, because every day something's changing. And when I left you yesterday, I was talking about the prophecies over Israel. There's about 16 that I picked here and that I thought was, was very important uh, that we went through most about half of them yesterday, you know, through Abraham was predicted uh, the enslavement of Israel and the deliverance from the well with the wealth of Egypt, which was fulfilled, right? Uh, then he prophesied to him the possession of the land of Canaan, even before Abram had ever had any land. And then we see where, it even was prophesied in Deuteronomy that they uh, would turn to idolatry in the promised land. It was predicted. It was fulfilled. God would establish a center of worship in Jerusalem, which he did. Another one is the northern kingdom called Israel would be carried away to the captivity of Assyria. They were. The southern kingdom called Judah would be carried away to captivity of Babylon. They were. <laughs> you understand? You're, you get what I'm saying? If they're not the apple of his eyes, if they're not the focus of what he's doing in the earth, you're blind if you study scripture because it's, it's already happened and is going to happen again. Uh, uh, another one was the first temple was to be built by Solomon. I mean, uh, the destruction of the first temple, and then another one was to be built by Solomon, which was predicted in detail. It happened. 
the return of a small remnant from Babylon. I think this is where we left off yesterday was predicted. And we see that with Nehemiah and Zerubbabel and others that came, uh, returned. The place was in ruins and God gave him a word to rebuild. Then we go on to the destruction of the second temple, the one that stood in the day of Jesus. He himself predicted, he prophesied in detail, not stone, not one stone will be left on another. If you've been to Israel or been with us, we go to that spot where the pile of stones are. And even the Jewish guides say, yeah, the Romans did this, but yeah, Jesus did say this would happen. And it did happen in 70 AD. Uh, it also is predicted Leviticus 26 and elsewhere that many other places that because of disobedience, they would be scattered among the nations, the Gentiles, which has been true even up to this day. There's some still scattered. I mean, obviously, I think the, the numbers of Jews in the world are 20 plus million. I think only half of them are in the land of, or a little less than half of them are in the land of Israel. So the rest of them are still scattered. Also, they, they would. Uh, endure persecution and oppression among the Gentiles. How can you say that's not happened? Look at the Holocaust. Uh, that they would be fed from all nations. That's so true. That's already happened. These things have already happened. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Now, here's, here's some more to come, about three more that are to come. Uh, the gathering of the nations against Jerusalem in war, Joel chapter 3. And that's, that's why we are doing this podcast today on this topic, because it says those who divide up my land, he will come against. And we are very concerned about that. And we're making sure our nations are not the nations that are gathering against Israel. Another one is a supernatural revelation of Messiah to his people, though Zechariah and other scriptures talk about that, about how they'll look on the one whom they pierced. And then ultimately, the coming Messiah and glory and the power to be established in the kingdom on earth, which is what the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of our Christ in the book of Revelation. I don't think this makes us nutcases that we believe (laughs) that the next three will be filled after all the others have been fulfilled. And I've shared this with you before. I talked to a Jewish man here in America and, you know, I said to him, You know, brother, the word says that your scripture, I tell them always, your scripture tells you that that Jews will return from all north, south, east, and west, and the only place they've not occurred from is the west. I said, if God's been 100% right so far, that means it's going to happen again. And it was a warning to him of the coming persecution from the west, which is mainly America. I mean, some of the eastern, some of the western European countries, yes, but mainly America. Look, Palestine. They call it the Palestinians. It, it means the land of the Philistines. It was never, it was never used until the Romans had conquered and destroyed the first temple. They used the name Palestine to assert that Jews no longer had claims to it. I mean, it was deliberately chosen as an anti-Semitic word. And I realized the British called it that, and some people. No, they say that, and even Golden Meyer said she was a Palestinian because she was from the, the era of Palestine, called nationally called that. But that's not really true. Genesis 17, verse 7 and 8, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants and after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant 
to be God of you and your descendants after you. Also, I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger and the land of Canaan, an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. That's the promise. And he is still fulfilling that promise. God gave them to, gave it to them as an everlasting possession. That's what Psalms 105, verse 7 through 10. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in the earth. In other words, that's what God decrees applies to every part of the earth, right? He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations. Don't you think that covers where we are right now? I do. The covenant which he made with Abraham, his oath to Isaac, he confirmed it to Jacob for a statue to Israel as an everlasting covenant. In those four verses, God uses the words to describe his total commitment to something that anywhere else in the Bible, you cannot find another passage in the Bible like that. And, and let's look at the words here. Covenant, word, command, oath, statue, everlasting covenant. You know, it, it goes on and on. Verse 11 saying, to you, I will give the land of Canaan as allotment of your inheritance. So all those words, covenant, word, command, oath, statue, and everlasting covenant are all applied to God's giving all the land of Canaan. Return of Jewish people to Israel. Okay. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we're standing where we're standing. Jeremiah 33, for behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people, Israel and Judah, saying the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land I gave their fathers, and they shall possess it. What will it be like when they return? It goes on to say, for thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, O fear, and not of peace, a fear of not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man even in labor with child. So why do I, do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor and all his faces turn pale? That's a description of tremendous terror, oppression, opposition. That's when this is going to happen. Alas, for that day is great so that none is like it and in the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. So the return of the Jewish people Jewish people to the land is not immediately going to produce peace. On the contrary, it's going to climax in a time of trouble such as they have never experienced before. But the promise is they shall be saved out of it, not from it. Did you get that? They'll saved out of it, not from it, but and not from it, but out of it. All right. So the passage in Jeremiah 30 goes on to say that there will not be immediate peace, rather conflict until the end. This is why we know we're right in the middle of prophetic purpose and biblical prophecy right now. In Ezekiel 36, 16, I'm going to prove this to you. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like the uncleanliness of a woman in her customary impurity. Notice here that it was their own land, but they defiled it by their sin. So God goes on to say, he says, Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood they had shed in the land and for their idols in which they had defiled it. The Lord then scatters into the nations. That's what verse 21 says. I just, I, they profane my name. I scatter them. So God is not going 
doing it for the sake of the Jewish people. He's doing it for the sake of his name. If you don't understand that, you will not be able to allow what follows in the events of history. God has intervened for the glory of his name. And, and I'm going to reclaim the glory of my name. That's what he says. What I do for you in you. Then he goes on a few simple steps being exactly fulfilled in our, in our day, which is the next step in verse 24. For I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all the countries and bring you into your own land. Whose land? Your own land. Whether they were in it or not, it has always been their land because God gave it to them by an everlasting covenant. But they've been out of it. But he says now, God says, I will take you from among the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you to your own land. Greater miracle than the exodus of Egypt this is. And it's a miracle. It could not happen unless God made it happen. And God said, I will do it. I want. To, to do it. I want to do this. Let me read this again. I will take you from the nations, gather you from all your, all the countries and bring you into your own land. The next verse says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. So they're going to come back to the land while they're filthy. <coughs> Sorry. While they're in sin, while they have idolatry. That's where the Jewish people as a whole are worldwide. So that means their returning to the land will come when they're in sin. So all the replacement theology people say God doesn't want to bless them because they're all in sin and idolatry. And God's saying to the replacement theology people, I know, I foresaw that, and I made a way for redemption, and I'm going to reconcile myself to them and them to me. The hearts of the children are going to return to the fathers. It's what's going to happen. This is where we are in time. I've given you a timeline today. Hope that encourages you and help you and gives you some talking points, like I said, an introduction, that you can be able to discuss this with other believers. And uh, if anybody wants to believe the Bible, then you can have this discussion with them. It's all written there. We're, we're watching history be played out right before our very eyes, and we must participate with what God said. And because we are joint heirs through, with Abraham through Christ Jesus, well, I think we're required to do this. I think we'd be foolish not to agree with what heaven has written and what heaven wants to see happen. And when we bless this prophecy, this prophetic word, this destiny, then guess what? We become blessed. I'm blessed. I know you're blessed because we do this according to the word of God. Okay, I could go on and on. This, this is an endless topic because it's written in scripture so much. But I wanted to give you some basic tools today. Stand with us, please. Fight with us for this purpose today. The Lord, this is why we stand with you and your prophetic word over Israel. God, strengthen that nation today, the people's the covenant peoples, the land. Lord, let the land cry out for redemption and let us cry with it. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Come back tomorrow for our Supernatural Friday podcast. We love you guys. Well, thanks for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast from Christian Center Report here in Louisiana. We'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or you'd like to... uh, ask for prayer or anything, you can go to our app for sure, 
We take prayer requests there. We pray for you. Don't forget, you can always write us an email, info at christiancentershreport.com. That's our website. And you can give there. You can find all that we're doing there. Our app is a more applicable place to go because we put more information on that, as well as much media content as we can put up so that you'll have resources to navigate through this season. Thank you, each and every one of you, for sowing and praying and standing with us. And may God bless you and may his strength be upon you in the days ahead. Shalom, shalom. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you guys.